Hey y'all, I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, I'm the queen of Warcraft. I'm still playing Tetris. And Zelda shaped my eighth grade identity. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Beaver Talk. Talk. Janine. Hi. Hey, everyone. Janine Gleaves, welcome to Beaver Talk. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm I'm good. How's your yeah. morning going? Uh, caffeinated. I had at least three coffees starting today. Wow. Yeah. You're one of us. Putting us all to shame. Well. Can't want you to move closer oh, to the mic. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Get on. You gotta get, get real. In Let there. me get like real. Steve Tyler, that mic. Like, oh, you hello. gotta be in it. Me That's two one. Steve Tyler references on this podcast now. Oh, man. <laughs> The patron saint. Aaron's overwhelmed. Three, because we had him as our patron saint of Christmas, too. Yeah. <laughs> but we never explained why. Janine, your nails look so great. They're, like, long and black and I just gorgeous. had them cut. They were, they were like, drug links. Uh, Are you doing your own nails still? No. Oh, hell no. Really? I get, they make fun of me. I've been doing black for five years. Literally, five years. I've not had The nail ladies make fun of you. Yeah. I got, like, Jenny black, black right again. Now. Yeah, they, like, see me, and they're like, oh... Are we going to do something else other than black? It's like Christmas time. And it should I'm like, go gray no. or something. No, no. Black is perfect. It matches everything. Goth forever. It's not even, you know what? It just, no. it it's just classic works. now. Not everyone's yeah. doing black and I feel like. It's very chic for the fall, black. I got made fun of for black for summer like four is, years ago and now everyone's black. You know, it's New York in the summer. You can always wear black. I feel like black is like a classic, like a red. Like I feel like it's so it just works beautiful. I like that the new ladies it. make fun of you though for yeah, it. Yeah, they're like they they're like we're gonna secretly make it a different color because they get gel, so you don't really mm-hmm. know what the color is until it's really done. Yeah, um, and they've tried to put sparkles in it. Now, and do I your got nails when you do out. a gel? Do they get all screwed up at the bottom or no? No, because you're not supposed to pull it off. Don't pull it off. I know everyone like I don't wants pull it to off, peel but it. I got gel yes, one do. time. Yes, you do. it. <laughs> Don't lie. I've seen you do it. I've gotten them and I love them. But then it, when they take them off, when they take them off. Well, then you're going the wrong place. Oh, burn. You know what you should do? You should just get pure acetone and do it yourself. Just um, cotton ball and then wrap it with tin foil. Janine, I'm not going to do soak that. Soak it. Just soak it. You'll have like, you'll have itchy fingers for like maybe 20 minutes. It's fine. Do a face yeah, mask. Yeah, but I feel like my nail beds are not thick enough so that when the when they buff them down to do the acrylic. Ooh. Then... You it, should be taking biotin, vitamin D. You should be checking your your, right. your vitamin levels, lady. Okay. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I've had long nails it since just, I was I like I feel like five, it just screws so. them all up, you know? Because maybe you're not treating yourself right. All right. Maybe it's you. It's real talk. Ever think? I'm just so saying. I guess a little context. Janine <laughs> <laughs> and I've I mean, known each other. I don't know if we need it. No, we just Janine and I used to work together. Janine was there for the ideation of Feminist Wednesday. I, I was. Back in, in the in day. Waldies. You were one of my first writers. Uh, yeah. I think I made you design stuff for us too at one point. It was, and then I was just, <laughs> you were like, no, never mind. It's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were sitting in Waldi's eating pizza and you were, you were talking about like a camp and like your summer camp experiences. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? (laughs) No, this is how it started. And then you were like, I want to start like a empowerment thing. We were mm. sitting in Waldi's wood-fired pizza. Yeah. For context. Wait, Jenny and I had lunch every day together. I'm That's a very amazing. visual person, and when it comes to food, I visualize, like, I can remember, like, nearly any dish we've had a conversation over. It's very mm. weird. 
That is phenomenal. So Betty the Beaver was sparked over pizza. It was. As yeah. all good feminist revolutions are. Yeah, I feel like. And then every other important conversation we had, it was over pizza as well. Pizza. We eat a lot of pizza. I mean, we're in New York. Pizza makes the world go round. It's true. Why not? It's the engine that makes a creativity roar. It's true. It's true. But today we're talking to you about video games. Yes. Yes. Which I'm really excited about because I don't know anything about this, really. I used to watch my brothers play video games, but I never played, really. I played Game Boy. I mean, then you put, did you have a Game Boy color? Or was yeah. Just, oh, I what color? Pink, pink. I had purple. Ooh. I had a Game Boy Advance that was also pink. Uh, good times. Wow. I started with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which was a great little platformer for to get girls into gaming before. How come I didn't have that game? Because you clearly weren't a Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I, like, I was a fan, but I guess I didn't know the game existed. I was playing like, I don't know. I feel like the Game Boy, or I'm sorry. I had a Game Boy Advance, and then I had a Game Gear, and that's where I spent most of my time on the game, the Sega Game Gear with Echo. And you can't see me, but I'm putting my hand up to Aaron because I just can't handle it. I just can't. Why? Because Game Gear, really? Why is it ghetto? A Game I don't Gear? No, no, it's you well, know, it was I'm color gonna... before the Game Boys were color. I know, but I'm I'm not going to form an opinion because I know it can ignite a community of angry people. So I don't think our listeners really care, honestly. I don't know. You they just might never care. know. We might tap in. I feel like people have very um, hard opinions about things that they tie to nostalgia. So I don't. I don't yeah. want to. That's true. Shit That's on so anyone's true. Parade, so. That's a great point and a great place to come from for this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's start with nostalgia, Ginny. And like, what's your gaming has like, what did you play when you were growing up? Was it part of your, I know you have an older brother. Mm-hmm. Was He's he like a gamer? Was, was that, how was it introduced to you in your life? I guess. So we had a hand-me-down Atari. Oh. Which really, really throws you back. Mm-hmm. And um, you, we used to play like Duck Hunt. And, yes. Yep. Pitfall. Like all the fun, you know, stuff that you would play um and he would you know we, he was like super casual about it but we were very competitive as siblings so mm-hmm. it was kind of like do or die like if we're playing we would like smack talk each other even when i was like i don't know you like gotta six, do six i was just like you're a duty head like yeah, i can do better <laughs> um so it kind of started with that it was in his room so it was we had to play on his terms which mm. really made me angry yeah um and then we I think we went up to like, we had a Sega and we played Sonic. And so I would sneak into his room to play Sonic. And then I'd have to admit that I was in his room when I needed help on a level. I'd be like, Man. <laughs> like I feel I like Sonic was really that. hard. It was, you know what it was? It but really was. It really was a good intro to like build up skill. Like anything yeah. that's difficult, you should keep going for because eventually it'll just figure it out but I was a stubborn stubborn little kid yeah so I'd be like can you just help me pass this level so I can keep going very fast um and that was like a thing and then we had ants if you remember ants the movie they had a yeah. video game for this yeah oh I think hysterical. on playstation okay we had gotten he had gotten the playstation but it was supposed to be ours to share yeah we got it my quotes. brother and I got a playstation to share yeah to share um but then I ended up taking it over because I loved Crash Bandicoot. Yes, loved Crash Bandicoot. Crash. I would just make him swim in the water a lot. Like I would make him crouch in the water. I don't know I why. I liked the like the bone or like the end of the levels where it was like the race oh, where you'd like yeah, ride the polar bear and it would just go yes. really fast. On Polar Express, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, good times. Um, so we would. Diana's having flashbacks now. <laughs> I know. Maybe I know more about this than I actually think I, I do. I think you do. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's all circling back to it I now. Know. It's I'm, all coming back to me now. So then we didn't have, you know, like I grew up not 
super wealthy. So we didn't really have much. He borrowed, my brother borrowed his friend's PlayStation. I can't even remember what it was, but GTA had just come out. What does yeah. GTA stand for? Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Auto oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> come on. The game where when you're bored, you pretend to be a good civilian. <laughs> Don't you murder prostitutes? In oh, that yeah. One? In the normal game, you're like shooting everyone. You're running people over. You're like, whatever. This is great. You're like doing drug deals. But then when you get really bored and you've done all the side missions, you're like, I wonder what it's like if I drive 50 miles an hour and like <laughs> obey the stop signs and like, like help the old lady across the street. You know, like what happens when I'm a really good, this is what you do when you're bored in GTA. You do the opposite. Hmm. Um, and I remember that being like, oh man, this is awesome. But it really all started in, a, what do you call it? Um, service merchandise. You ever remember that store? No. It was. Is it a New York thing? Maybe. I don't know. But it was like a, whatever, like a department store. And they had Mortal Kombat on one of the TVs there. Mm-hmm. And I was super young. And my brother and I were like, peace. We're going to go see what Mortal Kombat has to offer us. And I beat his ass on the first time I played it. And he was like, no way. Like, you're just button mashing. And I'm like, no, I think I got this it was game pretty, down. You could really you create could some illusion mash. combos by just absolutely Angrily hitting mashing. it as fast as you possibly could. Love it. But then I kept beating him when I was like, dude, I think this is something. This is your thing. Is it's unlocked. What are you doing? So you're getting like further and further and further into this world. Your brother is obviously a huge part of your experience with the video games. He did start it, but he was never as heavy into it as I was. Okay. So then flash forward, my brother is in the army. He's gone. And I start um, hanging out with a couple of people who are on Steam. And for a gift, they randomly are like, hey, we give you a Steam account so you can play Counter-Strike with us. And if you don't know what Counter-Strike oh, is. <laughs> you know that Walter is a big Counter-Strike person. Oh, re- really? Yeah, he was like a champion or something. He had to like t- remove himself from doing it because it was like too taking over his life or something. Yeah, it was kind of doing that for me too. I mean, I really kind of feel like I should play with him now. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Sorry. Sparked it. Ooh, calming down. <laughs> um, but it was a big part of my life um, where you play – It's you play – on two teams, you play terrorist or counter-terrorist, and you're in different map platforms, which can be like an office, or it can be like in the middle of the desert, like in different communities. And essentially what it is, is you trying to get their team and loot them for new weapons so your team can win the offensive. But you can also have friendly fire, so it's like if your team thinks you're a dick, like you can kill each other, which happens Were a lot. you like plugging in, because I know with Counter-Strike, you can like plug in and talk to other people. Is that when this kind of started yeah, happening? Yeah, so this was the first time I started playing live, like mm. on air, like talking to people. And it started when I would play with my friends. How we old would... were you when you started talking to people? When's 16, the internet 17. Okay. You know, well, you know, there was AIM and AOL. Yeah, yeah. I was but chatting for the gaming strangers world, for a long it was like a different... <laughs> You know, just, oh, hey, by the way, ASL. Um, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, no. Age, sex, location? No, I don't know this. Oh, well, then you were not an AIM child. GTA, ASL, we're learning, we're learning. The acronyms. Gosh. Um, ASL is a great segue into when, so as you're in chat in these live chat rooms at 17 years old, is that kind of when like harassment and that kind of world started to creep into this? Because definitely, yeah. because this was let's see, I was seventeen. This is like two thousand five, two thousand six, something like that. This is like the the intro to multiplayer. Well, it wasn't really the intro, but it was really the like the boom, yeah, the starting boom of like online gaming. And uh, so people, this was like starting to break norms. Like, oh my god, now we realize that like girls are online and we still think they suck for whatever reason. 
Um, so it'd be like the minute I started solo queue, essentially, um, without my friends on my team, it would become this like, well, what the fuck, you know, like, who is this person? And then mm. it would be, you know, like, ah, like fucking friendly fire, friendly fire. And then like try and headshot me. And then I'd have to like kill teammates. <laughs> and then I got, People would turn on banned. you on your own team. Oh yeah. That's a. That's half the thing is that you can kill your teammates. You can be a total dickbag. So I just started becoming a dickbag to everyone and assuming that they were going to kill me. And then I just started killing them. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it would get like, it would either be like, oh, hey, like you're They just kid. like try to hit on you. Yeah, it'd be like, it, there was never a neutral. Oh, no, you know, I'd occasionally get neutral people who just be like, I just want to be more play the game and I want to win and like let's talk about tactics and where are you. And mm-hmm. So it would either like wearing? totally ignore my gender, which was almost what I wanted yeah or it would be like oh hey how you doing you sound I don't know sexy it's like really do I really sound sexy because I'm pretty pissed off right now (laughs) um or it'd be like I hear telemarketers have to deal with this stuff too well I'm sure I think anything that involves voice people are gonna respond to if you're a woman anything you do is just a landmine for people to harass you it's just if you're a woman you are a landmine period yeah no matter what you do but I feel like I mean like there's that to a degree of all people I just feel like there's a microscope on women, particularly. You know, I can go on about this. Well, uh, in any space, really. It's just. Well, in any space, absolutely. That's that, you know, until we get past this. So, did you deal with like a lot of harassment in the sense that like it overshadowed your experience Mm. playing the game ever? Or was it something that you always kind of kept a handle on? It was kind of both. You know what? It, you kind of feed into it, which was kind of the turning point for me of like, oh, I got to back off this because I would feed into this. And then so they'd say something and I'd shoot something back. And then it just became this like angry shouting match of like, mm. no, I fucked your mother. Well, you know what? Your mom's a lesbian. I fucked her too. You know, like she likes it. You know, like, <laughs> you know, just stupid stuff, you know, and it would be like, and then it's like, oh, well, I have most team kills. You know, like, I have yeah. the highest kills. And by the way, like, here's my rank. Yeah. Like, and it's stuff I've been dealing with for eternity. And I think back then it just happened. I don't know that it was because I was my teenage hormones. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was just like, fuck you, fuck everything, you know? Yeah, I, like, wonder if there's, like, a good strategy to deal with it. Because it's like, what do you do? Either, like, say nothing and swallow it. Or, like, you, ha- you know, you retaliate. You and then like, everyone gets mad. It's like, it. yeah. it's, there's not really a great... I don't know. No. Yeah. Are there any kind of like tactics that you would like recommend to people who are dealing with it? This Nowadays? Is jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. This is jumping ahead a little bit, but. Yeah. I wonder if it's changed at all. Has it changed at all? Is it like still as fiery as it was when live gaming first came on the scene? I think older guys who pretty much are same generation as me um, have kind of now grown up with the idea like, oh yeah, mm. girls game. Like I They're want around. my wife to game with me because that's like a fun bonding thing. I want. I want my sister to play with me, like my brother and I uh, occasionally play now as adults. But, um, but I it's the teens, it's the teens. And the minute I hear, because mm. um, I play Overwatch competitively, which is another volatile, um, similar setup, but you can't team kill. Um, you like the hard shit, Janine. I don't feel like Overwatch is that hard. <laughs> no, Fortnite. Fortnite's the thing, and like PUBG is the thing, and that's back to like Counter Strike, but with new rules it's very exciting mm. um but uh, you know what the minute i hear teenage kids come on i usually just keep my headphone off now which is sad because you really need it for strategy if i hear people shouting strategy i'll hop on or if i feel like my team 
if I feel like I need to be a couch captain, um, I'll put my headphones on and be like, you know, we need to get to the point. We need to move the payload. Like, follow me. I'm the tank. I'm the healer. This is where I am. If you need help, stop spamming the button. But for the most part, I just stay off my mic now because mm. I'll hear teenage boys just like shouting stupid stuff. And I'm, I'm not a teenager anymore. Like, I'm not going to engage in that. But there are a lot more women playing now, too. Mm. Which is very interesting. Every time I hear a girl on on mic, I usually hop on and I'm like, hey. That's cool. And they're older women. They're not like, they're like women my age and above. Like moms are playing and they're like, my kids are asleep. Like, let's do this. That's amazing. That's fun. Super fun. So, Um, and I had matched up in Overwatch with a team one time from Chicago and they all knew each other. They were friends and it was a brother, sister and a couple of his friends. And she was like fucking amazing. And we just stayed queued up. Like we would text each other, oh, hey, are you on now? And we'd like play late at night because they were in Chicago. And we'd like hop on and we would play for like the longest, longest time. And it was phenomenal. And I was like, oh, gaming's changing. It's amazing. And then they had a bad streak. And I was like, you know what? I think I can do better than this. I'm going to solo queue for a little Love bit because I want to rank up. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was like, oh, shit, it's volatile again. I forgot. Were you surprised, like, when you first got involved in gaming? Were you surprised at how, like, much aggression there was, like, from other male gamers toward you because of your gender, because you were a woman? Did that surprise you? Or were you kind of like, that's what I knew that going I feel into like it. even if you were just entering the world and not to answer for you, but it seems like if you're that little, like, what would you even know to expect? Yeah. Like, it seems like such an annoying thing to have to well, just you be dropped that you're, into. Well, you like, playing a game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. But I guess, like, I grew up with an older brother, so I expected some smack talk. Mm. You know, but mm. we wouldn't smack talk each other because of gender. We wouldn't be like, you fucking whore. Right, <laughs> right. We'd be like, you dits, like, yeah. dipshit. And, like, yeah, yeah, Monopoly, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so can these people, like, they don't know your identity or anything. Like, is there no. ever any, have you ever felt, like, freaked out after a call or, like, really scared for your life or anything? If somebody says something really nasty? So, I mean, like, I'm online. I keep my name gender neutral. Like, I just, I find a funny name. I really like it. And people will call it out, be like, oh, really? Wow, that's a funny name. And I'll be like, oh, and I'll hop on headset and be like, oh, thanks. Um, So I did that once. Also, do you, sorry to interrupt you. Do you play as a girl or no? Well, so here's the thing. Like, Overwatch is one where you pick a character with specific sets of traits. It can be girl or guy. Um, so like certain tanks are girls, certain tanks are guys, but they all have different sets of traits. So guys will play as girls, girls will play as guys. It doesn't matter. I mean, are some of them like super sexy? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just the name of the game, but you can change their costumes to a degree mm-hmm. if you power up or you get it in a loot crate or, um, so that doesn't matter so much. People just expect that you're a guy, especially if you, unless you write your name, your username on PS4 is like gamer girl, XX heart, love peace, butterfly, icon. Like, no one really thinks that you're a girl. Like, yeah. Unless you specify Isn't that sad, girl. though, that you have to pretend that you're not a girl? Um, you know what? Yes and no. Like, I, part of me doesn't care because, like, my name, I think it's funny. Um, I purposely chose something gender neutral to, yes, to, like, Protect it, yourself. But also because I was just like, oh, like, I don't... I identify as a girl in my life, yeah, but it's not like... You know, it's like one of many facets. I hear you, but you're doing the matter of the fact that you have to do it to protect yourself is like kind of a sad. Yeah, I guess that is pretty annoying. I mean, I wasn't gonna name myself something, something, something. Because why can't you be gamer girl? XOXO. I don't know. Because it's lame. Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) lame. (laughs) 
That's my username. Um, what year? Well, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All the butterflies, all the little squiggly things and asterisks. That's what I So many emojis. Things. So many emojis. Um, what year was Gamergate? Uh, Gamergate was... I can't it was not that long ago, though. I don't feel like it was that it was long like ago. Ten years ago, right? No, like six years ago, two thousand twelve. I want to say f- maybe 13, six. 14? Yeah. Maybe. What was Gamergate? Can you explain it to Kent's people Googling. who don't know? Oh, googling. So I can't remember exact names, but the the gist of the story is this one female. She's like an indie game developer. Which, if you don't know anything about indie games, I suggest you have fun on YouTube looking up fun playthroughs of of indie games. Um, but it's essentially like a small group or a small team or even one person builds a game and she happened to build one about that, like led you through. It was a text space. If you remember text based games like Oregon trail, um, that brought you through depression and it was supposed to explain how, what it's like to be depressed. Was it this girl or was that the, is she the commentator? Was it Uh, Zoe Quinn who developed it? So I believe maybe it was. We're giving you guys some real facts here. Yeah. I know she's the YouTube star, Anita. Anita, yeah, but this didn't start with her. This is just one. It of, just rolled into. Yeah. So she's a she, Anita is a commentator on like pro pro gaming. But Anita this, Sarkeesian is who we're talking Sarkeesian, about. Sarkeesian, yeah. But this one girl developed this game about depression, which is, you know, a, a lot of indie games go through this like. Oh, here's what anxiety feels like. This is depression. Or it could be horror-based or it could be totally abstract. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And she had been seeing this one guy, like another developer. And then rumors flew when she started dating a game reviewer. And it was assumed that she had cheated on her boyfriend with this game reviewer for positive reviews for her game, even though they started dating, as I smacked the table, they started dating after they broke up. Like, there's, like, kind of evidence of this. They both admit, like, she had broken up with her boyfriend at the time to date this reviewer. The guy didn't even review this game. He just worked for a company that reviewed the game. And people just assume the worst. Yeah, and so this all kind of, like, swelled this tide of, like, these female, you know, you know what incel is? No. Okay. Okay. For those who don't know what an incel is, it's guys who are what they call involuntary celibate because they believe that girls owe them sex and just girls are such dicks that we are withholding it from them. So they're involuntarily. Involuntarily celibate. So they're called incels. There was just a guy in Canada in Toronto who killed 12 people and he identifies as an involuntary celibate and he killed, he targeted women primarily. Yes. Isn't this lovely? Okay. Yeah. Um, so essentially what this... I should have had three cups of coffee. <laughs> yeah. So this this swelled this like tide of these kind of like incel identifying guys mm. of being like these sluts, these how dare they get into, you know, and like again, let me clarify, not all gamers are incels and not all gamers are assholes and not all gamers are male or female. Like gaming is everyone and you never know who's a gamer, but incels happened to be typically gamers because they tend to be antisocial, hang out inside, and this is their way to socialize and get their angst out mm-hmm. in a way that they feel they identify with. So uh, a whole bunch of like incels essentially started threatening her and doxing her, which if you don't know what doxing is, it's like essentially getting all her information, her parents' information, her location, her address, every possible employer, like her Fuck. whole past history, and putting it out on the internet. 
and saying attack her. Like, they also like uploaded like nude photos of her and tried to like shame her that way and yep. videos and all the things. So this kind of started this like anti like fucking like girls are dicks and like how dare her and Anita I believe defended her. Mm-hmm. So she's a commentator and she had she's made- a phenomenal. People have not googled her stuff before. She does really amazing commentary on. Gaming, but also feminism Mm -hmm. and like her, I remember specifically watching a video about her talking about the link between objectification and violence and the way that when we view women as objects, we view them as disposable. And she just has like a very clear and concise way to talk about gender feminism. She's in this gamer space, but it's really um, pretty universal ideas that she's talking about and pulling from these themes. She's really great. Yeah. So this led to what we officially like the kind of like roll tide of Gamergate. Like, yeah, she was going to talk at a school and a bomb threat was called in saying like, I have like an AK 47 or something and I have all these bombs. And if she speaks at this school, I'm going to fucking attack her. And so she canceled. I mean, obviously who, who fucking wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at that point it's like, who the hell am I talking to anyway? You yeah. know? Um, And this kind of, like, leads to this idea of... And this kind of became, like, a groundswell of people who were... Of guys who were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, girls are fine. They've been gaming with us forever. Yeah. And, you know, the incel community that's like, no, they're just trying to be gamers because they want to be cute and slutty and they want you to look at their whore bodies and... Yeah. Well, and this goes to, like, YouTube gaming, so... I tend to watch a lot of Let's Plays. Do you know mm-hmm. what a Let's Play is? No, I have no idea what that is. Let's Plays are watching someone play play a game. Like okay, you would okay. your brother. Like I've when you were a kid, yeah, yeah. you'd watch yeah. your brother because it was right, like right. all the entertainment of watching Well, you can only have one pl- person play, you know. Well, yeah. But In the eighth grade, I was the, um, we played Zelda very like obsessively to break it. And I was the person who went through, I had the book. So I was like the director. <laughs> So I would tell Sarah, my neighbor, where she had to go and what she had to do. So she was the operator. And then I would say, okay, we're moving here. We're going here. We want this extra bonus points. We used to actually have sleepovers where she, we would be at her house and play like all night. And then we'd go to my house and play all night. I mean, like that's our parents just what you didn't do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Got to get through it, guys. Got to break through. So you were watching Let's Plays. Yeah. So I watch, um, I'm really big into the horror genre. So like tenuous horror. But sometimes I get, if you know me, I tend to be very jumpy. So I, I'll play some of them, but I'll watch Let's Plays of my favorite, like too jumpy for me to play without being like a total like dunce. Jumpy meaning like they're scary? Yeah, like... I hate jump scares. I feel yeah. like they're super cheap, but they they happen to be in games. You totally. Know? Did you ever play um, Tomb Raider on PlayStation? Oh my god! Where they would start with the music. You knew when you walked into mm-hmm. a room and there was like a raptor. It'd be like dun dun, dun. Like and then you're like you're walking around like where <laughs> is it? Like and never sc- freaking like- freaking out, like <laughs> yeah. screaming like. Oh, and now they're playing with that more. It's like the fake outs essentially, where they're like, we're gonna mm. put a music cue in here. And there's gonna be nothing. Yeah. For half an hour. Oh my god. And you're just like you're just on edge the whole time waiting. My Fitbit's like your heart rate's going intense, and I'm like, fucking no, it's <laughs> fine. Um. So you're watching these people play these intense. Yeah. So like, I'll play Resident Evil. I played the latest. Oh my Resident god, too Evil. scary for me. The VR version. So 
So it is horrifying. Or at but least it's really in the good. like fourth grade, my cousins used to play. I'd be like, no, 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 I you gotta should. leave the room for this one. You should watch a Let's Play of the newest Resident Evil. I'm sure it's Bio so scary. Hazard Seven. It's so good, and it's on VR, PlayStation VR, which is super immersive, but also super. You start in the demo tied up in a kitchen. Oh. And there's a video camera, and there's like it's just viscera around. I'm sure you. the effects no. now too are so good. Don't but you think? Just, Oh, yeah, it's, it's so good. And, it, and the name of the demo is just Kitchen. So when you play the demo on VR, it comes with it. You don't you don't know what you're getting into. Jenny and I, I can't even right now. I don't even yeah. want to know what happens. Oh, it's, oh my gosh. So it's scary. phenomenal. You should really watch a YouTube video. Because it removes you one step. So it's not as scary. Because you're, you're not else playing it. You're watching like someone you're... else react to it. And it's kind of funny. You're like, yeah. oh, hee hee. They're yeah. laughing. They're being a dunce. Like, it's not me. That makes sense. Um. But yeah, it got into, back to Gamergate, it got into like these Let's Plays and they were basing their view of women on some girls who happen to wear like, who well, happen I, to placate somewhere between cam girl and Let's Player. Well, that's what I kind of wanted to yeah. talk about also was kind of the objectification of the way women are portrayed in these video games visually. Yeah, yeah. so that's actually like a really good segue to Bayonetta, which mm -hmm. was re-released on Switch. This is where it's all coming back. A lot of these old games, Crash Bandicoot's coming to the Switch. Oh, fun. Very excited. Um, and, uh, you know, just a whole bunch of really good games. But um, so Bayonetta is a really interesting one. It came back and my friend was playing it. And I was like, what the, what the hell are you playing? Like, and he's <laughs> like, well, she's this witch person. And she, like, fights these... She's like a witch, but she's fighting these demons for good. She's fighting her own kind for the better. Blah, blah, blah. I can't really care enough. Um, you know, it's a Japanese game, which is fine. Or maybe it's, you know. But, um, and she's like in a low-cut outfit. Actually, what you find out is that her entire outfit's made of her long hair, which is super freaky. That has magical powers and can turn her into a jaguar. Yeah. What? Yes. So at certain points of the game, when you use your special, she her hair unwinds from her body, and she's technically nude. And her what? hair turns into like a jaguar or I don't know. I can't even with it because it's a little much. That's so much. Um, and so she's going through and like the entire time she's got these like high heel guns. Her heels are these like seven inch high gem studded gun heels. Yes. Wow. Which makes no sense to me. So she shoots by lifting her leg up in like a high ass kick. And of course she's like toned as fuck. Right. Of course. She's wearing glasses. That was their thing is that we didn't want to over sexify her. We put glasses on her to make her look intelligent. Does this work? Is it working? Do people no, like it? No, because this reminds me of when I used to wear glasses in the same shape as her, like what we call like the librarian style yeah. is like the kind of comments I would get. Oh. Yeah, it's like you look sexy in your glasses. So it's, it's like, like objectification regardless. Yeah, and like when she takes off her glasses, everyone's like, I like being in without glasses. Oh my and God. I get that too where it's like, you look so pretty without your glasses. You should take them off. I'm like, no, they're kind of actually necessary for my face. Do you, I can't see past my elbows. Yeah, I will hit you. Oh my god, that's infuriating. Um, so anyway, so he's playing this, and I'm going over, and I'm like, this does not make any sense. If I were to be a super witch, whatever, uh, A, I would not want to wear my own hair, because that just seems not really sanitary. But fine, I digress yeah. from the hair situation. Right. Um, but she's like in a skin-tight bodysuit made of her hair. And then, again, the the, the stiletto heel guns I don't get. Um 
so many things I just That's don't get right. about it. So he was talking and he was like, well, you know, she was made by a female designer and like here are the sketches. So that makes her. it okay. Yeah. And the female designer goes on to say, I like started Googling it. It was like, she's sexy done right. Like I didn't want to over sex her. And this goes back to like the glasses, like we threw glasses on her. So it's fine. Mm. And I'm like, I get it. And I and I get it. You want to have something sexy. And I get having sexy there as an appeal. And I sexy totally has a place in time. And But, like, I don't know. I want something kind of functional, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want stiletto heel guns. Like, why can't she have sexy gun holster? Or, yeah. like, why so can't contrived. she? Yeah, why can't does... shoot a gun out of your foot? She does, like, a high kick. She does, like, spinning high kicks, which is, like, but, like, what if someone grabs her leg and breaks it? Does that, like, where are your other guns, lady? Yeah. Also, you're a witch. Smart. Do you need guns? I was just going to say, if she's a witch, I don't feel like we need guns I mean, at all. But you, you want to have a shoot 'em up I mean, look. It sounds like a Quentin Tarantino, like, fantasy dream. I mean, well, he had Grindhouse. Right, right. You remember? Uh, Rose McGowan with the gun leg. I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which was kind of kick-ass, but that's, like, sexy in a different way. Right. Like, she seemed more empowered. Bayonetta seems more like, oh, she, like, speaks with a British accent. She's like... Oh, little one. And she calls everyone little one. So she, so I guess it's sexy because she's demeaning everyone and that she's, like, supposed to be in charge. But I don't get that from her. I got this kind of, like, dude, there's, like, tactical weaknesses in her. Is this, yeah. like, me looking at this too harsh? You know, like, right. like I think um, ever guys play um, Metal Gear Solid at all? No. Negative. Okay. Well, there's this male character called... Solid Snake, or well, Snake, and then there's a version of him, Solid Snake, and he's sexy because he's a guy that's like strong, you know, like whatever. Like, why does she have like I got it? Yeah. This witch is strong, but like, in, like the dumbest so, ways. Her yeah. hair, it's so thin. Her hair. What can we be excited about in the gaming space for women? I feel like we've definitely talked the gambit about like how hard it is and how there's like a lot of obvious problems and even like real life violence that can happen and you know, horrible objectification. Is there any, are you seeing anything? Is there anything to be proud of or are we moving forward is? Um, <laughs> hmm. Well, okay, here's an interesting one, but I don't know if it's necessarily something to be proud of. Fortnite, you are typically a woman if you, um, Fortnite is a new game. Um, or rather, sorry, PUBG. Oh, I'm getting everything confused. <laughs> but you can be a woman, I think, in Fortnite. Um, PUBG, it, where you start off kind of, you can be a woman or a guy, and most people tend to be female, it seems. That's cool. Yeah, so guys are playing as women or seeing women, um, you know, like we're... It kind of just feels She's like... She's not wearing stiletto No, well, you and... you pick... Well, first you start off in your underwear, and either you pay for an outfit or you kill people or loot for an outfit. Mm. But the outfits are kind of like gender neutral, so it doesn't matter. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, anything to be excited about? <laughs> Time is not sure. I love it. Yeah. I love, like, just this two steps forward, one steps back. We're yeah. Just keep, we just keep it moving forward. But I feel like that's kind of where we are. I More... There are more female, like, pro gamers, which is great. And these annoying teenage boys are now growing up with the mm -hmm. idea, like, my mom plays games. I hear people with kids play games. Like, more girls are on mics. Becoming more accessible. I don't yeah. think it's immediate. But and, – and, like, and, and developers are listening to us. We're like, hey, we want more, like, female roles that aren't, like – yeah, like not even slutty. I'm not even gonna shame because you know who doesn't yeah. want to wear an us a, a skin tight bodysuit made of hair. So um, fun, love it. <laughs> it sounds uh, so I, itchy. 
It does, does. But her hair is very silky. I'm actually a little jealous of that. Oh. It still sounds gross. It is pretty gross. In my brain. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it. She's not wearing underwear. She's yeah, just, no. just hair. Ugh. Not here for it. Not here for it. What would you say to girls who, like, are maybe, like, they want, they love gaming. They want to be involved in the community, but they're, like, a little apprehensive or maybe, like, intimidated by all these stories and all of these, yeah, like, Yeah, is there any way you can find, like, a tribe to You can of... definitely find tribes. And things like this, um, I used to go... I'm a big Redditor, if you know me. I'm spouting Reddit left and right, um, which is it's good and bad. But they have, like, if you are playing a particular game, you can do team hookups, um, team connections, which is like, hey, yeah, I'm, I play this person. You don't have to specify your gender if you want. You can say, like, hey, I'm looking for females. Let's do an all-female tribe, and you'll get girls that are mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I do that too. Like, let's do it. And, like, typically every time I find a girl on mic playing with me solo queue, we'll usually friend request each other, and we'll play with each other guaranteed every time we're both on. So I feel like girls really bond over that experience. For sure. I think – but I feel like that can also be a little dangerous, like putting yourself in your own bubble too much. So I think that it's to be taken – cautiously mm-hmm. like you want to meet guys and like change their opinion of you you don't want to hoard as a girl and be alone probably depends what kind of mood you're in yeah you like, feel if like I dealing want, with it or not and or... usually I just keep myself if I'm in a bad mood so I used to use it a lot when I was in like really dark spots is like there was like a really big period of time like like a year or so ago where I was like in a really bad place and I was using gaming as kind of my way to get out my frustrations because I felt like I couldn't communicate myself mm-hmm. and like I was just terrible at that and I was trying to deal with my frustrations with myself and where I was and how I kind of like let myself and other people down because I was in this spot that I felt like I couldn't get out of and I used gaming as like my release right Mm -hmm. and so most of the time it was like I'll shout back at people but there are other times where it was just like hearing someone girl or guy like kind of just like work with you and like your communication clicked it felt really validating at that moment because it was like all right like I can't communicate what's going on with me at this moment but I can communicate about this game yeah so I feel like that kind of you know it's very interesting and I feel like well, it gives you such like an ability to escape yes. and to be channeled into something. And I like that you're, you kind of allowed yourself the space to kind of maybe not be able to thrive in all dimensions of your life, but you really felt seen in that community, which was yeah. so powerful. And it's so, um, it's sad that women kind of can't find more of those spaces, you know? Well, that's- I could see how if you were in that place and then, you know, went to the game and were kind of talked down to how that could also really be devastating yeah and I think that like used to set me back like I would let the volatility get to me and I but I feel like for women they should really and I know like not everyone's gamers everyone's like I'm not a gamer or I am I really think that everyone should kind of like forget about that forget about what you think a game is because there are so many indie games out there that are female geared that are like anxiety depression whatever filled story filled and like really kind of break that bound because I feel like for women especially the more we start saying I'm not a gamer or I am this or I'm not this and you start denying different parts based on what you think it is is the minute we step back ourselves you know Mm -hmm. like I guess the lean-in movement we can it can sit here and like it's just like break that mold for a little bit like you might not have liked one game you might have thought that this game was bad or it was too horrible but like try like try indie gaming try watching a let's play try 
if there if there are people who are like oh like i'm gonna be open and like this is like interesting are there any like online games like without having to buy a console or like actually commit financially are there anything fun that you can recommend people get as like a starter sure farmville farmville (laughs) i mean anything the kardashian game Ooh. I guess you could have apps now. We have I mean, have yeah, there's mobile games. PUBG has a mobile game Did now. you guys play the unicorn game? No. Like a couple of years ago? No. Do you know Maybe I did. Cat? Was it Nyan Cat? That crazy unicorn game? I don't know. You guys don't know it? Never. I, my friends and I were in like a K-hole of this unicorn. It was like a running game where you just jumped in. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm oh not a big God, mobile gamer. Oh, my God, we were obsessed. I think maybe you tried to get me into maybe. Probably. Yeah, I can't see that happening. But, like, mobile gaming is a big thing. And I know that, like, there's this also other perception of girls that, like, you're not a real gamer because you're doing Candy Crush. And it's mm. like, dude, Tetris. <laughs> all, Tetris. The all the value judgments. Yeah. All of them. Janine, I feel like we could talk to you for hours. You're going to have to come back and give us all the down low about everything else. Yeah. Is yeah, there anything I... that we missed or anything that – I want to know if there's a game, I will say, final word, I – I want to know if there's a game that, like, when you play it, like, you feel like you're, like, Beyonce. Like, you're just, like, this is the most empowering, like, it doesn't even have to be, like, nice to women. It can be, like, something that you just really love pleasure. playing. Yeah. Um, no, I guess that's still Overwatch. I, you know what? I play every game, and I have a Switch now, which is phenomenal. But um, Overwatch is, like, my Beyonce moment because I'm just, like, yes. I'm fucking killing it. Like, I'm ranking <laughs> up high, and I'm, like, and every time someone tries to smack talk me, I'm, like, bitch, look. <laughs> um, amazing well thank you so much for being here today yeah for happy fem- feminist wednesday guys happy feminist wednesday, happy feminist wednesday. Hey guys, I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The The Bitch Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. We like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.